0: and welcome back to For The Souls Podcast, where we talk about shit that actually matters. I am your host, Icy Amy, and welcome. Before we get into the topic of this video, please like, share, subscribe. Honestly, your engagement really boosts my podcast. Like Y'all know these algorithms be hella hard to navigate through, and not only that, your donations really help improve the quality of the podcast, having guests on. So if you would like to donate to the podcast directly for its improvements, for people you guys would like to see on, I will link it either in this video or in the description box if you are listening in an audio platform only. Thank you so much, you guys. You guys' support really goes a long way. So, as y'all can tell by the title of this podcast and or video, we are going to be talking about something that might be triggering to your spirit and to your relationship. So, if you need to fix yourself a drink, girl, or if you need to, you know, take a little tokey-toke, do what you gotta do to put yourself on ease as we talk about this topic because I know if you are like me, anytime I have to be reminded of the bullshit, it really just makes me relive all all my moments and all the pain and all the hurt and all the resentment that came with having to deal with infidelity. So I'm gonna be sharing with you guys in this video things that I changed in my life, in my mind, in my spirit to really help me navigate through resentment. A lot of you guys know, I've been very open about this, but my husband and I met when I was 17. He was 18 years old, and he was a straight hood dude. Now, if you've dated somebody that was hood, a hustler, street fool, you already know what the fuck I'm talking about. Y'all know the struggles that come with that life. You know what it's about. You know how toxic the environment is, the friends are, all of that shit, okay? Now, you don't have to have a hood dude to also go through infidelity. I know a lot of, you know prim and proper people that also dealt with infidelity. So in my situation, a little bit of backstory so that you guys know how it went down and why there was so much resentment that got built up, okay? We met December of 2012, literally the last day of the year. He had been on my line for like a fucking month and I just kept ignoring him. And then finally, the last day of that year, I gave him a chance and let him take me out on a date. And when we were on a date, things went super good, super smooth. To be honest, I didn't really think he was that cute from his like Facebook pictures or anything. But when we met in person, his personality like really drew me to him. And towards the end of our date, like we're sitting at Baskin Robbins, and I'm eating my ice cream. He's drinking his shake, and he's, like, totally staring at me in my eyes and is like, do you believe in love at first sight? So, you know, me, I'm a, I'm a natural hopeless romantic at heart. So when he said that, like, my butthole clenched, and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I do, you know? But I had to be a hard ass, so I didn't, like, let him see it right away. And so I responded to him, like, do you believe in love at first sight? And he straight up, like, still gazing at me in the eyes was like, yeah, I do. Now that I think back, what a fucking player. Like what a motherfucker. You know, he knew what he was doing. He swears he was in love with me, but I beg to differ. Okay. And I'll tell you why. But anyways, so of course my little heart melted and the next day, the very next day after I met him, he asked if I would be his girlfriend. And of course, I'm 17. I'm fucking crazy. Um, And I was like, yeah, sure. But you have to ask me in person. We met up. He asked me in person, whatever, right? Four months later, I found out I was pregnant with our firstborn daughter. Well, before I found out that I was pregnant with my daughter, literally earlier that month, this is going to sound so fucking ratchet, okay? Because it is. I used to be. I get a phone call from my cousin and she's like, I need to tell you something, but I need to tell you in person. Like, you need to know in person. And I just knew. I knew something was up. I knew something was up. And I was like, no, bitch, you're going to tell me right the fuck now. Like, tell me now. And she was like, I can't. You're going to get hella hot. And, like, I was a real big hothead back then. So I ended up getting it out of her. She tells me there's this thread on Facebook where – This other guy is arguing with this girl in my area. And he's saying to her, yeah, you're a hoe. That's why you, mm my homie Marco, the first night you met him. And so my cousin, she's like, wait. I've seen this dude hang out with my cousin's man. So is he talking about my cousin's man, Marco? So she comments to him, messages him and is like, um, are you talking about this Marco? And he's like, oh yeah, you know, woo woop She, you know, they were kicking it and she, you know, gave it up and woo woop and like whatever, right? And she's like, when was this? Because he's with my cousin. He tells her it was a month or two ago. So obviously the math is mathin', right? She calls me and has to break the ugly news to me that my man, two months after we got together, cheated on me, had a one night stand with this girl in a motel room with his other homeboys that was also hitting on her sister. Now, when I fucking tell (laughs) y'all the rage that I felt in my core, i literally his homeboy was living with us at the time i looked at this fool and it just must have been in my look or something but i was like give me the fucking keys to your car right the fuck now and tell me where this bitch lives because at this point right she told me who she was and i had i was friends with her on facebook you know she was real cute you feel me she had big old she had a body she got big atetes, a big old booty, pretty pretty face card. You know, she would like our pictures and shit. So I was like, you knew we were together, right? So, of course, he gives me the card, tells me where she lives. Video went viral on World star. In retrospect, bro, I would never take it out on a female ever again. I took it out on my man, too. Like, me and him ended up getting physical and everything, but... I actually, since then, if you haven't heard my testimony of where I was called to apologize to the girl that my man cheated on me with, I have a whole podcast episode on that. Um, And a few years ago, I was called to actually apologize to her for my actions in pulling up to her house, getting physical. Um, I ended up getting physical with her mom and her sister after pretty much I ran a fade with her whole family, like damn near. Um... And I'm not proud of that. I don't think as women, when we get cheated on, we should take our anger out on the other chick. Like, I don't give a fuck if she knew. I don't give a fuck if she freaking did it out of resentment. Like, at the end of the day, the, those girls don't owe us loyalty. Like, they don't owe... You, you ain't sleeping with that girl. That girl didn't promise you nothing. That girl ain't the one saying, telling you she loves you. You feel me? It's your man. Your man is the one disrespecting you the most, therefore he should be the one to bear all the consequences because life gon' get her regardless. God gonna handle that regardless. I mean, God's gonna handle your man too, but from a mature aspect, like it shouldn't be taken out on the female. And I really truly believe in that now. So like, that's one thing that I definitely do. I can't say I regret because I don't regret nothing in my life, but I am more so ashamed that that was my mentality at that time. So after that, if you have dealt with a street dude, <laughs> you know that they will fucking lie. It doesn't matter how much fucking evidence you have, they will blatantly lie to your face. Like, so I have on video homegirl admitting to me, yes, she consensually slept with my man. She knew what she was doing. He told her he was single. She said it to my face. We ended up like shaking hands years after or whatever. It's a whole other thing, but anyways, she admitted all these things to my face, right? And yet my man is in my face and he's still like, no, nah, I didn't do it. And I'm like, bro, she just admitted it. She admitted it. It's on Facebook. Your homie, your homie knows your homie admitted it. Like you're the only one still in denial, which in retrospect, that made the wound of him stepping out on me so much more deeper because it was kind of like a spit in my face. Like, damn, you gonna cheat on me. And then you don't even got the respect enough to keep it a buck. Like that? Like, you gonna protect you and homegirl over my feelings, even though you've already done a wrong? That's how I took it. Like, you really don't respect me enough to just be solid with me. Like, it's already out there. Might as well just fucking say it. You know what I mean? He denied it for the longest, denied it for the longest. At this point, bro, there's so much shit going on in our relationship. And y'all know I dealt with domestic violence. I dealt with still him trying to talk to other girls. He never physically that I know of stepped out on me again after that. You know, I'm a little skeptical, you know what I'm saying? He says he doesn't, but I mean, whatever. He says he doesn't. I ain't got no proof of nobody else. But if I had to say on a scale of 1 to 10, do I believe that? Hard for. Um, He would try to, like, talk, though. He would slide in the DMs. He would like a little picture. He would get a little phone numbers. You feel me? Shit like that. And that again makes the wound of infidelity so much more deeper. Because how the fuck can you keep doing this when you got like a solid female? I don't get it. It's not making sense. So at this point, I'm pregnant. I'm going through so much shit in our relationship. And I just, I ain't got the emotional integrity to be dealing with the shit, right? I, I just don't. Like, I I was like, I got to survive through everything else. I got to survive through my pregnancy. I can't hyper-focus on the fact that he cheated on me. Like, I, I'm kicked out of my parents' house. I don't got nowhere to go. It's survival at this point. Like, what the fuck? That's literally what it was for me, you guys. I know a lot of people be like, I would have left. Yeah, that wasn't in my cards, okay? I wasn't even speaking to my family. I didn't have nowhere to fucking go. 17, and pregnant. So finally, I had my daughter- And I just, you know, when you get cheated on and they lie about it and it's like constantly in the back of your mind, like something can happen and you're hella triggered and you're just like, just be honest. Like, just be honest. It's never going to go away. It's like a scratch that won't stop itching. You know, it's like some days it don't itch that much. Other days it's like, all you could think about is how much it fucking itches, right? That is what it's like when you're dealing with somebody who cheated on you and they just won't own up to their shit. Or not even someone who cheated on you. When someone lies to you and they won't up to, own up to their shit and you know the truth, yet they can't say the truth to you, it constantly is on the back of your mind. So at this point, right, it was festering in my spirit. And finally, I looked at him one day and I was like, listen, here's the deal. Because I can't deal with this shit no more. Just Just be honest. Just tell me the truth that you did what you and I know that you did. And I know that the reason why you're not telling me is because you're scared that I'm going to leave you. But I promise you, if you just be honest about it, I will do everything in my power to get over it and work through it with you. And bro, it cracked him. He finally admitted to it. Now, I'm a, I'm crazy. I was like, I need to know all the details. I don't know why I'm like this, bro. I am. I just have to. Like, was condoms used? Where were y'all at? Was it consensual? What did she do to you? Where did y'all do it? Who was there? Like, I'm just, I'm so sick. I fucking, I just needed to know. Like, I could not not know, right? He tells me whatever, whatever. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm true to my word. I'm going to try to get over it. And I was. I was trying to get over it. It was very hurtful in the beginning. I cried a lot. Like, I cried a lot, bro. Like, fetal position, crying, worthlessness. I started fucking obsessing kind of over her pictures. And I would compare her to me. And I would be like, fuck, I'm a little A cup. This bitch got Yiddies, you know? And then I'm a little chunkies, Like, she's hella slim, you know? And then I was like, man, <laughs> She got a fat ass on top of that. Like, bro, really, bro, really, really did something here. And then it just destroyed my inner self-esteem. And I started feeling like, what the fuck did I do wrong? What the fuck did I do wrong? I love this guy. I've put up with all his shit. I turned my back on my family for him and he did this shit to me. How could he sit here and tell me he loves me? He believes in love at first sight. But you're going to pull this shit on me two months later and then you going to lie to me for a year about it? It takes me having to give you a fucking ultimatum for you to finally fucking tell me the truth? And that is when the resentment really started setting in. And it wasn't just that. I started thinking about like, damn, even after you played me, even after I found out you were still trying to slide in DMs, you were still doing all this stuff to hurt me despite the fact that i'm here pregnant with your child trying to fucking make shit work with you it was like layer on top of layer on top of layer of emotional hurt that was building resentment in my spirit so then finally as y'all know my story the the violence the domestic violence it got a little too much and I mean, one time is too much, okay? But for what I could handle in my spirit, it got too much and I left. So let me emphasize that because I feel like every time I talk about what me and my man have been through I just have to emphasize the fact that in no way am I glorifying a toxic relationship y'all I left I left I set hard boundaries I got in a whole new ass relationship with somebody else for a significant period of time I never stayed I never made excuses I never none of that shit I walked away when I had to walk away so if you are in an abusive relationship okay walk away there's shelters there's crisis lines there is so many women and children groups that will help you get on your feet they will give you housing they will put you in a place google it look it up i'm gonna try to google some and link it in the description you guys because i didn't know that these resources were out there for me honestly had i had i known and the fact that I couldn't go back to my family, I probably would have been put in a shelter if I would have even known that that was accessible to me. So I really don't want nobody to get it twisted. I'm not advocating that you stay just because me and my man have now had a success story, okay? I had to just speak that piece real quick. So, anyways, so I left. When I was separated from him for that year and a half that I was separated from him, um, I ended up having some interactions with the girl he cheated on me with just randomly. Like I randomly ran into her on the street one time and we didn't know if it was like funk or not. You know what I mean? But I reached out my hand. I was like, bro, I ain't even with him no more. It's all good. Clean slate. Like it, it's it's good. We shook hands. That was it. And then um, in my healing journey, still when I wasn't back with my man, um, I had actually reached out to her and was like, listen, there's just some things that I feel like, Honestly, he was such a liar. I don't even think he fully told me the truth about what happened. Like, can you fully tell me the truth about what happened? And so she gave me her side of what happened. Everything was pretty much exactly what my man said it was, except for one particular thing, which was protection. He had told me they did use it. She told me they didn't. So I was like, sick, bro. Like, fucking sick mind you I'm not even with him I'm with somebody else but just the fact that like even after even after I literally am telling you to just be honest with me I'm gonna work it out with you you still fucking lied to me about the details it just added more resentment just it just fucking added more resentment because it was just like fuck man you know so whatever time pass lots of time passed by because this was like early when i first left him time passes at this point i'm not with the guy that i was with i'm starting to try to work things out with him again i've told y'all that part of our healing journey was having a very candid honest conversation so step one of me dealing with the resentment and just emotions that I had towards his infidelity amongst all the other things that we went through in our relationship was that conversation that we had before we got back together. It was a night that we were just sitting in the car. We obviously knew, we obviously knew like we couldn't let each other go, like despite the fact that we were so fucking toxic and everybody knew it, right? We were just drawn together. I can't explain it. People ask me like, is it a trauma bond? Is it a twin flame? Is it whatever... Honestly, he's my fucking soulmate. That's the only way that I can describe it, you know? And we're sitting in that car, and I literally just had this idea, and I was like, you know what? We built our foundation on lies. I lied about some shit. I lied about some guys that I had slept with. I lied about, you know, some guys that liked me. You know, I, I had my fair share of bullshitting too in the beginning, you know? I never cheated on him, but. I took accountability for the fact that I wasn't completely honest with certain things, you know? And so I told him, like, we built our foundation on lies. Like, if we're going to really try this again, and if I'm going to trust in you, like, we need to be honest with each other. So we had this very honest, candid conversation where we literally played 21 questions. And not even 21. We agreed that we were going to ask each other whatever the hell we ever questioned in our relationship. And we were going to answer honestly because we both wanted to build our foundation on trust this time. So, we went back and forth asking each other the most uncomfortable questions. It was an extremely uncomfortable conversation. I'm not even going to lie, you guys. It was extremely uncomfortable. I wanted to literally shit myself probably three times. Um, I felt like I had a fucking log in my throat the whole time. Um, And, like, someone was stabbing my stomach most of the time. Like, it was an extremely uncomfortable conversation to have. But... At the end of that conversation, it was such a fucking relief. It was, it was like a weight got lifted off of his shoulders and my shoulders because we realized that we literally just were so brutally honest with each other, disgustingly brutally honest, so fucking hurtful, the things that each of us had to hear. But we care enough to be that honest with each other because we love each other enough to give ourselves a fair shot. And the only way we could give ourselves a fair shot is if we rebuild our foundation on trust and what better way to trust each other than being brutally honest with each other about everything in our past. So that was the start to dealing with the resentment of the infidelity, right? Obviously it didn't go away though because when you get cheated on, as most of you know, every fucking trigger throws you into filling your emotions all over again. Well, for most people, there's some women that disassociate. But if you're like me, we feel that shit all over again. Anytime the resentment hits, anytime there's there's a trigger like all those emotions come flooding back. So, I would struggle with periods of time where I could listen to a certain song that was out during that era and I would remember every single detail. Or driving through the part of Sac where he cheated on me at. Boom reliving everything all over again. Um, Smelling a certain smell on him. Literally smelling a certain smell and remembering that time, boom, triggered. Um, (laughs) Seeing him wear certain outfits. I met my husband. Oh, this is going to make me emotional. Still. (laughs) This is the process. This is the reality of it. I met my husband in the winter. And I remember the thing that attracted me the most about him was how he would wear his hoodies and his hat and his hoodie over his hat. And I just would think, oh my God, he's so fucking fine like that, right? And he cheated on me in the winter. It was a winter night. Now, right? Well, not anymore, but years ago, anytime I would see him dress like that, He didn't know because I didn't tell him. It was like I was getting stabbed in my heart all over again because I used to associate that with him looking hella fine. And now all I could associate it with is the fact that he stepped out on me. And for years, I kept these triggers to myself. I didn't tell him that these were happening for many reasons. One, I'm I'm kind of a prideful person. Two, I didn't want to come off as nagging him. I didn't want to come off as um, I can't let go of it. You know what I mean? And I, I didn't want him to an extent to see how much that situation actually destroyed me. And I think a lot of the reason why I didn't want him to see how much or to the extent it destroyed me was because I myself didn't want to come to full terms with how much that situation destroyed me. Because it wasn't just the triggers or the resentment that I had towards him, it was the resentment that I had towards myself. The fact that I stayed, as long as I stayed, the fact that I gave him really inevitably no consequence, the fact that now I have like this body dysmorphia and I can't learn to love my body because I spent such a long time trying to rationalize in my mind how he could step out on me and the only conclusion I could get to was that it was because she looked better than me. And what y'all gotta understand too, now that I think about it in retrospect, that video of her and I fighting that went viral on Worldstar, I had the whole fucking internet telling me that I got cheated on because I was fat. I was 140 pounds at that time. My average weight, like, growing up as a teenager once I hit puberty was about 125 to 135. So, for me, I was a little bit thicker than my usual self at that time. But I actually, before that happened to me, I was hella confident. Like, everybody in high school was like, oh, big booty Amy. Like, I just had a nice body. I felt I had a nice body. But then that situation happened and she was so much more skinnier. But, you know, her tits and her ass were so much more predominant you know that I started internalizing that and I did it unconsciously I didn't I wasn't consciously realizing to the extent that I was destroying myself what I was trying to do was just rationalize and understand how he could do that to me and we tend to do that like we tend to not be able to wrap our heads around why someone could hurt us in that way so we did cling to the only thing that is logical. So for me, the only thing that was logical was that it was because physically she looked better than me at that time. And as a woman, dealing with that kind of sense of self-disconnect, lack of self-love is such a shitty thing to have to go through when you're reminded constantly that your man cheated on you. Like, it is just the most hurtful thing. So... I don't know how many years went by before I finally was like, okay, I'm going to tackle this because I hate this feeling. I hate it because when I would get triggered, you guys, honestly, I would just treat him like shit. Like I would just I'd be distant, I wouldn't want to be affectionate. Everything he would do would fucking irritate me. I would look at him with fucking disgust. I didn't want to sleep with him like nothing. Like that is really how it felt. And he would recognize and he'd be like, what's wrong with you? Like, we were just good. Why are you acting like that? And because I'm not communicating, he's not understanding that like, hey, yo, I'm dealing with like years of <laughs> damage because of this one bad decision that you fucking made, right? Well, actually, not just one. It's a multitude, but like the most significant one, Right. And then I prayed on it, I prayed on it, and that was during the time that I made the video where I told y'all I prayed to the Lord to really just help me overcome that, and that is when I was um, feeling called to apologize to her for fighting her. That was like step one. So I reached out to her, I sent her a very long message where I took full accountability for ever taking it out on her, ever fighting her. And, and projecting my anger onto her. So that made me start to feel a little bit more powerful and in control of this feeling, right? But then um, I started getting this urge to, every time I'm triggered, telling him. Like, literally just telling him. And initially, like, he would be very much like, I'm so sorry that I did this. I'm so sorry. And I would go through the emotions of crying, hella, you know? There was kind of a period in time when he was, like, getting tired of hearing how often I was, like, getting triggered, you know? And I could tell it was bothering him. And when he would react, like, irritated, I would tell him, like, you think that I want to feel this way? You think that I want to be triggered this often? You think that I want to sit here and bitch at you and nag at you with how much this fucking hurts me? I have to live with this shit. You just got to fucking hear it. So that to me is the least you could fucking do, given the fact that I have to fucking deal with this shit. And I feel like when I told it to him in that way, his his perspective really shifted. Because then after that, every time I was triggered, even if I would treat him like shit, even if I was being a bitch, whatever, he would be like, he stopped saying sorry. Because I would get mad at him for saying sorry. I'd be like, don't fucking say sorry. You're not sorry. You did what the fuck you wanted to do in that moment. You're not sorry. You're sorry you got caught, right? So he stopped saying sorry, but he would just hold me. Anytime I would cry, that hurt cry, feel my resentment, my man would just hold me. And he was so adamant when I was in a moment of being triggered to remind me how much he loves me and how how much pain he feels that he put me through that and i mean sorry babe if you're listening and i'm outing this shit. i mean i'm i fucking outed our whole relationship <laughs> there was times where my man equally would get emotional with me because he was hurting seeing me hurt that much and I think seeing his humility to that extent really helped me feel reassured that he is, he is remorseful about doing that to me. So that was helping my resentment. That was helping my triggers, right? But still, they would occur. To this day, they still occur, okay? Okay. But I changed some things up and I find that it is helping me extremely. I always still communicate to him if I'm having a trigger. But I'm very conscious about how I'm communicating to him and the result that I want to come out of it. So before, remember I told you guys that I would be like a bitch and I would be like, Oh, pull away and wouldn't wanna do shit. Or I would just be like, oh, you're a fucking ass. And I would just, you know, get all fucking irritated with him. Now, I've actually tried a new thing, which is expressing to him when I am going through a trigger and the resentment that I'm feeling and everything I'm feeling in that moment. And when I'm done expressing that to him, I go lay on him, I go give him a hug. I go and just curl myself up into a ball in his arms. And I remember with the first time I did that, he was like, whoa, this is different. Like, you don't ever do this. I'm surprised. And I was like, I know, but I don't know. I just want to try something new, right? And I kid you not, you guys, it was like this energetic connection that I was having with him that I realized like, I can't let the scars of our past cause distance in the now. Because who we are now is so fundamentally different than who we were then. The mistakes that we made when we were kids trying to navigate through life and love and being teen parents is so different to who we are now that are people that are lovers of Christ. And he, I want to be a good woman. He wants to be a good man. We want to come together as good parents. And if I'm constantly burdening myself myself, with the intrusive thoughts and triggers of the shit that we have already overcome, I am only damning our future together as husband and wife. And we chose to come together as husband and wife. We have the responsibility to no longer deal with our triggers solo. We have to deal with them together. And as hurtful, as resentful we may feel, as angry that we may feel, I realize that in those moments is when I have to lean on him the most. In those moments is when he has to lean on me the most. And it's hard. It's hard to step out of ego when you're triggered and you're reminded of when your man cheated on you, when he was talking to other girls. It's hard to remember who he is now. It's hard to sit there and stop and say, you know what? That's who he used to be. But who he is now is not that. He is a great provider now. He loves me unconditionally now. He's so much more aware of himself now. It is so hard in that moment to rid yourself of ego. But it is so vital for you guys' connection and I'm realizing it and I've learned it the hard way that being triggered and letting your resentment run, you only feeds the disconnection in your marriage and the only way I've concluded that we cannot let that eventually destroy us because we've worked so hard to be where we're at is if in those moments despite how I'm feeling, I lean on him and I chose forgiveness. And this is a big thing that I tell women all the time. If you chose to stay with your man after he cheated on you, you have a responsibility to forgive that man. Now, if your man is still doing all the same shit and he is not getting better and he's still putting you through the same things, then you have to be responsible for the fact that you are allowing yourself to continue to go through it. But if he is a changed man, If he is a man that day in and day out shows you that he is not who he used to be, you owe it to your marriage with him. You owe it to your relationship with him to make an honest effort in forgiving him for his past. And I think the one thing that helps me is understanding that we are all human. I know enough of what my man has lived through to feel compassionate, to the mentality that he used to have when I met him. And I choose to show grace because he has done the same for me. I wasn't this woman that you guys see now that, you know, I you know, prioritize God first and prioritize my marriage first and this and that. I wasn't always that. I was a ratchet. I was a fuck face. I was a fighter. I wasn't feminine. I was was totally a masculine woman. I didn't comprehend what it meant to be a good mother, a good woman, or none of that. But he still loved me through that ugly part of myself. Now, I may not have done the things that he did, but I wasn't perfect either. And I remind myself of that. And I always remind myself that like on a spiritual front, what it is, is the devil trying to attack you. Every, you notice that every time you and your man are doing good is when the triggers hit. That ain't no coincidence. That is the devil seeing that y'all are in a good place. God has his hand over your marriage and he wants to come in. He wants to infiltrate that union that you guys got. He wants to hit you with all these triggers, hit you with all this resentment. And he wants to break that bond. And you can't let him do that. You can't let him do that and your man can't let him do that. And this is another thing that I want women to understand. Getting over resentment in a relationship, especially if it pertains to infidelity, but anything, okay? It is a two-way street. It takes both of you working on it. It takes both of you leaning on each other when one of you is triggered. It takes both of you being able to be humble and and show humility with each other when one of you is hurting. It takes both of you communicating, both of you compromising. It is a two-person effort, I get really frustrated when I hear, you know, men that are like, oh, you know, my girl just can't get over the fact that, like, I did this hella years ago. Like, she always nags me about it. If she's nagging you, it's because she's fucking hurting. And you put that hurt in her heart. She didn't ask to get cheated on. She didn't ask for this fucking pain. She didn't ask for this fucking insecurity. You put that there. And if it frustrates you that she nags at you all the time about it, it's because she hasn't been able to heal from it. And the one way that you can make it right is to support her, is to give her that extra hug, is to give her that kiss on her forehead, is to say sorry, is to live your life day in and day out showing her that you are not that man anymore, that she is the queen of your world, and vice versa. If it's the other way around and it's a woman that cheated on a man, and your man is having a hard time, you know, getting over what you did. You got to equally put in the effort to heal that part in your partner. Because when when y'all come together in seriousness, y'all become one. It ain't just me dealing with these struggles, these triggers, this resentment. It is my man too. He's right there with me. And if we can't lean on each other in the hardest, most ugly parts in our relationship, then how do we ever expect for our relationship to last through any other turbulence in the future? So, this was a long episode, you guys, um, but that is how... I've been navigating through resentment. So I hope that in listening to my story my mindset and how I've chosen to navigate through it, I hope that it really does give you guys maybe a different aspect or perspective or things to even think about or even share this podcast episode with your partner so that he may understand if you're someone that can't articulate how you feel or how it feels to be dealing with this kind of thing. Maybe send it to your man, send it to your partner so that they get a better understanding of, of the other side, what it's like for, for us to have to go through it and figure out how to get through it. Um, I wish I could sit here and say to you guys that one day the resentment goes away and you are, you know, no longer triggered by what they did. But in all honesty, I'm not there yet. Maybe in another 10 years I will be. But what I will say is that these simple things that I have done to change how I navigate through my triggers really have made the impact of my. Triggers reduced so much, like a significant amount. It doesn't hurt me um, as much as it used to. I mean, I'll still get emotional. Y'all saw it in this episode. There are those times where I do get frustrated and disgusted. But now that I've learned that leaning on him actually provides the most comfort and feels the most healing, definitely going to implement that consistently anytime I'm triggered now because I definitely see the difference. So, That being said, you guys, this is the end of this podcast episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed. Remember, all love, always, always.